Blue Gold Sports is rich in tradition and excellence. It's about the athletes, the coaches, the games, and the history. And it all rolls into one place. It's the Rolling with the Golds podcast. Your official UWO Claire Blue Golds podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the seventh episode of the Rolling with the Golds podcast. Dan here, losing my voice. So, Nick, you get to take it away from here, man. Woohoo! <laughs> it's my show now. It's yours. Uh, how you doing, bud? Doing well. Yeah. Doing well. That's yeah. a sweet hat. Getting ready for hockey season, which is coming up here. Yeah. Little uh, scrimmaging coming up. La- I think this is last year's golf outing hat. Okay. I don't know. I have so many hats at home. Yeah, I can Just imagine. Kind of- What's on the side there? Tilt your head that way, or take the hat off. There we go. Hey, pass, okay. Pass sponsor. Gotcha. Okay. But I like the the hockey one. Yeah, on the front we there. we won't know, we won't name that sponsor because. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Big weekend. Um. It was homecoming. Yeah. A lot of lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Blue golds. Blue golds turned out, and I mean, it was standing room only at Carson Park. That's awesome. That's you know? so cool to see that still that support after all you know these years that the alumni still come by and. Head over to Carson Park, you know, take in a football game and such. So it's it's that's got to be so cool to see the the floodgates kind of open for all these former students. To come yeah, back. and it was it was one of those things where even with like 15 minutes left to kickoff, you kind of looked at the student section and like it was around like 60 percent, and you're like, you know, it's kind of chilly. You know, mm-hmm. it's homecoming. Are we really are we gonna get? And then like five minutes later, I turned around and bam, the entire entire section is. You know, cheek to cheek. Yep. So it was. It was the atmosphere was was amazing. The tailgate area w- was a blast. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everybody who had any part in that. The BMB football team, um, Jane Larson, the alumni office. They they did a tremendous job. Uh, I know Sarah Tweedall was down there. Um, and then the other the other cool thing. It was actually funny because I was talking to a couple of our athletes about this. Uh, the baseball team had had a little section with some of the baseball players, the new coach and yeah. uh, parents, and the softball team uh, was there because they had a couple um, couple former alums being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And mm-hmm. I, I ran into one of the softball players, and they're like, "This is so awesome! Usually, we're out on the field at like 8 a.m. doing drills or something like that on homecoming, so we don't get to enjoy it as much." <laughs> so, shout out to Coach uh, Huntington. She was on her uh, on her Blackstone, brand new brand new Blackstone, nice. and was. Whipping up some brats and burgers and having a blast. How little, is she on the grill? Pretty good. Little yeah, Gordon Ramsay and nice and coming. So nice. she got a smoker at home too. Oh yeah, she's a goes she, all she, out. She's a good friend to have. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I know she'll hear this, and I know I'll get a text of like, "Is this all I am to you?" But no. Um, yeah. So it was hockey teams showed up. Um, showed out and the football parents. I mean, the football mm-hmm. parents are always just so welcoming and right. And and amazing. So, I think we had final numbers came in yesterday. I think we had like over two thousand students, wow. not including the band. Right. So I think that'd be somewhere around like twenty five hundred students. Parents, I think, were somewhere around like fifteen, seventeen. So we're looking at like forty two. I don't know. That's pretty good. That's man. that's pretty that's good really, for, yeah. for for Carson Park. Absolutely. So, yeah. You know, unfortunately, game didn't go game didn't go our way. Mm-hmm. We. Uh, you know, they after talking with uh, talking with with Rob on Monday. You know, we were there in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you kind of look at the stats, and we were right there, and kind of neck and neck with them. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, the unfortunate pick six, and right. in the second quarter, kind of just created a snowball effect downhill. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but you look at that conference, the why I mean, that's one of the better teams in the conference, in the nation, not just the conference, but you're talking, what are they now ranked fourth, top five? Fourth, uh, fourth yeah. In the, in the nation. I mean, you've talked about it uh, a few times. You look at this Wyatt conference, and, you know, everybody says it's it's the best conference in Division Three. We'll look at some of the teams represented right now in the national polls and in the conference standings. You guys are one and one, mixed in with the group there. I mean, River Falls is highly ranked. Whitewater just fell to lacrosse. I mean, this is top to bottom a pretty darn solid conference this year. And it's funny you say that because we were actually talking in the office yesterday about like, I can't believe we were already talking about it. Not because we're packing the season in, but just because we schedule all things so far in advance. Mm-hmm. Like for those who don't know, I I hold in my possession the 2024-25 women's basketball schedule. 
Okay. I That's will. It. I will release it for a fee. <laughs> but like, so we were talking about like flag football, and like, okay, so what do we do as far as like non-conference games? Because next year the Mayak, they're all playing each other once, so they will only have one non-conference game rather than the three that everybody else is used to. Gotcha. So where is that going to open up games? It's going to open up games in the UMAC, the CCIW, the mm-hmm. American Rivers Conference. Yeah. Right. And so, thinking about it, well, you look at at the YX schedule. It's a top twenty-five matchup almost every single week. Mm-hmm. So how can you prepare for that with your non-conference games, or how do you make it a little easier on yourself? You know, weeks one through three, right? Um, so that you're not, you know, so yeah. So it's the behind-the-scenes work that nobody really knows. I'm trying kind of not on. to like release any secrets. Yeah, and I don't think I am. <laughs> Until you, and I listens. definitely will hear about it yeah. because. <laughs> They'll let you know. Peep, they listen. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is reassuring. Yeah, right. But I also got to make sure that... Mm-hmm. I, keep, I catch your drift, man. I, I know what you're saying. So. All the secrets come on after <laughs> exactly. af- after the red light goes off. Right. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, football, though, back in action. Uh, going to be going up uh, this week here, too. So, um, you got... Uh, is it uh, Oshkosh, who... Oshkosh, yeah. Double overtime went against uh, Stout this past weekend, so... Anything they show that they're beatable. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, and, and that that goes for, that goes for any team in this this conference. I mean, I think yep. everybody is is truly beatable. Mm-hmm. I mean, people thought Whitewater were these demigods who right. were unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Lost to a, lost to a kicker. Yep. Ha. <laughs> so kickers are people too, man. When they make their field goals. When they make their field goals too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking with somebody about that, and I don't know if you've you've seen the the college game day that they do and they, they have the kids try to kick field goal. Yeah, with Pat McAfee and all that. Yep. I think we should we should try something like that next year. That would be awesome. Not that we've had like that bad of like kicking problems, but like get a student out there. Never hey. know. It five, happened. Five, was five, it was it Alabama or some school did that? You know they found I know schools do it. Yeah. The but interest- then they found it and they're like you're on the team. You know, then, really? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. There, I can't remember what school. It was just a few years ago, and somebody listening is probably like yelling right now what school it is. But it was like a contest, and the guy was actually really good, and he was on the team. That's Excellent. awesome. So, that yeah. reminds me of a fun story. Quickly, we can pivot afterwards. Um, shout out uh, Ben Teaglin, long okay. snapper on the team. Mm-hmm. He had a buddy of his that wanted to try out for for, for Coach Erickson in, in the squad uh, earlier this spring, and Ben just came along. And he had long snaps in high school and everything like that, mm-hmm. um, and had had no prior contact with coach or anything. So the other kid was the one trying out, and coach decided to not not to go with him. But then he emailed Ben and said, "Hey, your form is great, your cadence is great, your timing is great. You want to come out for the team? Starting long snapper." Wow! Shout out you, Ben. Yeah, I don't that's know if you're awesome. listening, but that's really cool. yeah. That's I heard that awesome story, story, and I was like, "That is." Those are and those are and those are kind of stories that we want to we want to tell we want to mm-hmm. you know we want to hear so yeah. we'll have to get his we'll have to get him on and absolutely get his perspective and that would be a fantastic one to check out right? that's awesome that is awesome I love that stuff uh, should we do we want to do a little soccer because I know the men's team uh, do a little footy uh, soccer what they shut out the Spartans just uh, yesterday you know I got done. So for those who don't know, I write those recaps. I yeah. got done writing that recap last night, and I had to like triple check just to make sure, because I looked up like University of Dubuque mascot. Mm-hmm. It was the Michigan for whatever reason. A picture of the Michigan State Spartan was showing up, and really? so I was like, "Is this actually? Are they actually the Spartans?" But yeah, uh, good game, good physical game. First uh, first half, um, we basically controlled it in their zone. Um, couldn't get past. We just couldn't score. And I don't. That's kind of just been the. The, rem- the the juice that we've been drinking, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, second half started, two just great goals, slotted right in the middle. Um, Nathan Donovan, Oge and Wama, and one I'm gonna butcher that. Sorry, Oge, <laughs> but they both they just put 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 home two beautiful beautiful goals, mm-hmm. um, which is nice because that's kind of how this our men's soccer team has been on the, the losing side of things is like. Outrageous goals, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, good to get back in the win column. Um, yeah. You know, three losses to their name—it's not the end of the world. Right? Um, they're in that pool B with the Independent Covenant. Did lose over the weekend, 
Um, so the coaching staff was definitely in higher higher spirits than mm-hmm. maybe after last Friday's loss to Whitewater. Right. Casey, you know the conversation we had. Mm-hmm. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they got – and then last night's Platteville beat Whitewater, I believe. I was talking to somebody who were watching that game. Um, so the regional, regional race is – I mean, it's neck and neck. No, especially with with Gustavus underperforming this year, it's kind of anybody's mm-hmm. anybody's region. So nice on the women's side, tough one, tough one Saturday. Um, definitely one that the coaches and players would like to have back. It's just kind of the way that the ball rolls. Um, you know, losing on the road in Platteville. Um, still twelve points on the on the board for conference though. So yeah. Um, they're definitely definitely not out of it. Definitely still a chance to you know make a run. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Oshkosh Saturday, so that'll be a good one. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for something to do Saturday, come out at Simpson Field. I believe 2 p.m. kickoff. Um, Coach Yango has 299 wins. Ooh, looking for number 300. Big 300. Nice. So if you got nothing coming yeah. on going on, come on out to to Simpson. All right. Watch the women's soccer team take on the Titans. Yep. And uh, hope a big milestone. Uh, yeah. Right there. Hope cheer the team to a, awesome. a big win for him. It was so funny because he got 299 against Point here last week. And after the game, I I went up to him, but and I congratulated him. And he's like, you know, I'm really glad that the possible 300 isn't going to be at home. It's going to be on the road, so I don't have all you guys hugging me afterwards because then I might start, you know, shedding some tears. <laughs> and look how that Well, you're out. in for it now, Sean. Yep, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay, do you want to mo- uh, go to volleyball here? I mean, a tough stretch, I, I know, as of late here for volleyball. But uh, And then, you know, Oshkosh coming up tonight because we're recording this on Wednesday. Yeah. Right? And uh, Oshkosh, talk about uh, top teams in, in the WIAC. What number three in the nation too? Yeah, uh, Oshkosh here. Top so. team of the year. Mm-hmm. I I might as well just say. Been talking with their uh, their SID um, throughout the year. They've just they got a they got a squad. Mm-hmm. It's it's top to bottom. They're it, they're the complete complete team. So definitely will be a test. Um, again, very similar to football. Very similar to soccer. Any team can win on any given night. Right. Um, for for the blue golds, it's just, I mean, not to say the non conference ones don't matter because the coaches preach and live on the the core values of taking every game and learning from them. But mm-hmm. next step is making that tournament, right? Yep. And then from there, it's one game we're at a time. Next month already. Yep. Uh, for for tournaments, so boy, that's coming up fast, dude. It's scary. It's really fast. Uh, golf. Are we starting to wrap that? I saw the WIAC Invitationals and in, in, in that too. So are we uh, getting close to wrapping that all up, or wrapped up for for this season? Wrapping up the the, the fall slate. Fall season, so the women yeah. wrapped up uh, WIAC last last weekend. Um, finished seventh out there in the Dells. Um, the men don't have a conference, so they're right. they're just still looking to make a name for themselves and get that at large bid into the NCAA's. Mm-hmm. They. Are actually on their way down. Is it to... uh, the Golf Week D three? Yeah, down in uh, in Destin, Florida. Okay, that's not bad. Weather. So this is year five or six now of not getting an invite. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Coach Skinner. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Part of me just wants to wants to see who's you're actually just, listening like, you're or not. Out name dropping all these people here. Just uh, it's like a test. I'm testing the waters. I, I want to see. see who truly is listening. Yeah. Who's not? It's, you're like that teacher, you know, when you're in school that you know with the hidden messages, just to see who's listening and that. Everybody hated that teacher. So I'm just saying, you know, everybody's probably not going to like you right now. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Had, I just said what everybody's thinking. That's so yeah, the men's golf team is going down to Florida. Um, I mean, they're coming off a big win last um, last week uh, over at UW Stout. So mm-hmm. they're kind of rolling. Yeah. Top twenty five came out. They didn't end up cracking it, but they're still receiving votes. So I think if they do well down in Florida, there's a I mean, there's a good chance they start getting that national recognition. And That'd be awesome. Just keep rolling, and yep. 
yeah, unfortunately for them, it's that's kind of their last little last little tidbit of the fall slate, mm-hmm. and then that's just golfing until it's the white stuff starts fl- flying. Yep, exactly. Now I don't know if you. This might be a kind of. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Do you know if the Sonatech Center is gonna have like a little simulator in there? Golf? Huh? Can we put one in there? See, now your mind's rolling right now. So I know there's. I mean, there's already simulators on Upper Campus. Yep. Um, the golf team has one, um, and then the recreation department's actually built their own, or not okay. built their own, but they built a space for their own simulators that they rent out. Okay. You know, that's a good question. I mean, I might just have to, like, store my, like, my 52 in my office. Yeah. Well, I get, like, have some downtime during gap lunch. over there, yeah. There's nobody on the turf, just. Yeah, why not? Who's going to know? Well, and you know who would be all for it. Oh, yeah. Jason would be, right? So, funny story. <laughs> um, he talked, well, he, when when we did his radio interview, um, he t- told the story of how he got that hole-in-one with his driver. Yeah. So, last Thursday, I was golfing with somebody out at Wild Ridge in the morning. Super, super windy. Uh, it's 17, the par three. Yep. Wind dead in our face, like 14 miles. It was insane. And so, my buddy... Grabs his driver and he goes, "Well, this is embarrassing, but I just don't have a club that's gonna get it there." And we're like, "It's not that embarrassing." He's like, "I'm using a driver on a par three. To which then I told the story of Jason, you know, mm-hmm. getting the hole in one with his driver. Uh, my buddy put it within like two feet, <laughs> just <laughs> drilled the front of the green, popped straight up, popped right down right next to the hole. No kidding. Yeah, that's that's some serious backspin then. Yeah, it was. It was. I don't know how he did it. I don't. I still don't think he knows how he did it. Mm-hmm. The wind definitely helped a little bit, but yeah, just hit oh. a nice little low burner that hit, popped, landed. Nice. And I love that. yeah, I went deep left. So <laughs> we don't need to talk about that one. You did know, you get up and down and save par at least, or I did. Okay. Um, it's probably gonna end up, it probably will end up being the last round of golf I play, just mm-hmm. because we're gonna get so busy here. Right. And to finish finish off with what I did, I'm I'm content for the year. All right. Now just you got to get those simulators going and get some extra work in on the turf. And I need golf balls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yes, yeah, simulators for sure, <laughs> for sure. Uh, to I guess you know also this weekend just to kind of preview because. I know we, we kind of mentioned hockey. We got Dubuque uh, scrimmage, but also uh, did I see too? I know they had their alumni meet, but the swimming and diving uh, is going to be going up against. Is it Oshkosh? Yes. This weekend? Yep. Uh, the divers are back in the pool. Um, they had a great alumni meet last weekend. Coach said, um, "Yeah, Oshkosh coming to town this weekend." Um, you know, Blue Gold s- swept regular season last year in duels. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I'm excited to see those two teams compete because I think last year was just the beginning of like a nice little run coming nice, up here. I, I, I don't want to use the word dynasty, yeah, but I think things are the, the tides are turning for, for nice the blue pun. Builds. Nice pun. Okay, it doesn't work if you like point it out. Well, just <laughs> but yeah, I'm no. helping out people in case they didn't get it either. <laughs> I'm just I'm just happy that I got it right away. Um, you were waiting for that one too, weren't you? Maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Coach Ry- Coach Annie Ryder um, and her staff um, just do a, tr- a tremendous job, especially with how many athletes they have. Her and Corey and Sarah. Um, so yeah, got got Oshkosh at home. The one p.m. start diving, and then I, yeah, swimming will start an hour or two after that. Mm-hmm. So they're getting underway, looking to you know. Make a splash. Yeah, okay. It's funny when I do it. Yeah, come on. I was waiting on that one, too. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, we're getting off the rails now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we got hockey, where that water is frozen. <laughs> the, the the team we've mentioned now four times yeah. while skipping over them. Yeah, uh, just an exhibition game. I don't know why, uh, for those of you who have looked at the website, I don't know why it doesn't say exhibition on our website. I've clicked many, many buttons. Uh, and at least the back end of it, mm-hmm. um, and because I've had multiple people be like home opener on the fourteenth, I'm like no. Um, so 
talking with coach, I mean, it kind of seems like they're going to treat it like a, a normal game. Okay. I don't know that we're going to see the usual names out there after talking with some of the guys over the weekend. Um, so Now, is this a home and away, so like next week to going up against Dubuque? Yeah, it's really weird. He did this Saturday at home and then next Saturday away. Mm-hmm. I Usually he would have done like, like a Friday, Saturday. Right. But um, – the, uh, the Dubuque coach is actually the old uh, Northland College coach. Okay. Um, so him and, uh, yeah, Matt and, Matt and him go way back. and Gotcha. So, I mean, it's it, it's good play before, before the, you know, the regular season starts, home opener on the, the 28th against Augsburg. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, then that's, that's destined to be a top 25 matchup right there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially that's going to be a lot of fun. So, so yeah, we're right in the thick of things, and before you know it, it'll be basketball season and yep. wrestling and gymnastics and oh yeah, all that good stuff. Oh yeah, coming up. So, uh, enough with us. Well, they get to, everybody gets to hear you a little bit more coming up in the next segment uh, because you did live on location interviews from uh, right before the football game, the tailgate, because it's Hall of Fame too. A couple inductees that you were able to catch up with. Yeah, talked with uh, co- talked with a couple. Um, Freshly inducted Hall of Famers that got inducted on Friday. Talked to them Saturday, or I talked to them Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, Casey Lysgang, former softball player, mm-hmm. national champion, uh, All American, mm-hmm. scholar. All, uh, she did it all. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's be honest, she did it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Michelle Burns, thousand point getter, player of the year in the conference. Started as a freshman, just again, mm-hmm. just did it all. Yeah. So um, it was funny when it, when. Um, the idea was originally brought to me. I got in contact with Casey, and she immediately was like, "We need to get Michelle on here too." And a part of me was like, "Well, you're not like teammates." She's like, "We we were, we were like best friends in college." Perfect. Well, you I, could tell they have a connection just listening. And to- right, and I don't. I I th- I haven't listened back to the interview, but I believe the first time that it's kind of been the first time they've seen each other back at campus since mm-hmm. they graduated was the Hall of Fame banquet. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was it was really cool to sit down with with, with those two, kind of get their perspectives and and just you know again like they're they're legends on this campus and they're gonna forever be you know in that upper upper echelon yep. of blue gold sports and yep. yeah they provided some really good insight um, for student athletes and not only student athletes just young adults in general exactly so, so good work it's a, it's a really good interview uh we'll let everybody else take a listen to that right now but first up we got a we got a quick break and nick will be back with a couple of hall of famers better ingredients better pizza better brace yourself because papa john's has done it again introducing papa bowls no crust just a whole bunch of those papa john's toppings you love baked to piping hot perfection i'm talking crisp veggies savory meats all covered in melty cheese and those signature sauces try flavors like italian meats trio chicken alfredo and garden veggie or get creative and build your own better ingredients better pizza now in a bowl papa john's Burgers stacked with mushrooms on Wisconsin Swiss cheese or piled high with smoked brisket, crispy bacon, Wisconsin Gouda, lettuce, tomato, sweet barbecue sauce, and a fried pickle or simply topped with cheese and fried onions, Monk's Bar and Grill offers classic and gourmet burgers for lunch, dinner, and game day. Whatever you are craving, Monk's has you covered with seven locations statewide. Monk's Bar and Grill is ready for your next game day visit and is a proud partner of Wisconsin Athletics. Support for UWEC Athletics comes from Northwestern Mutual, proud sponsor of all UWEC athletes. For over 160 years, Northwestern Mutual has helped their employees build their own financial practice. Contact Maggie Conway at 715-835-2189 to learn more about internship and career opportunities with Northwestern Mutual. You can also visit euclair.nm.com for more information on careers. At Northwestern Mutual, they help you live life differently. All right, welcome back to the Rolling with the Golds podcast. It is Nick Hoven riding solo on the Saturday afternoon for homecoming. Uh, we got a pair of Blue Gold legends joining us today for the interview. And All-American, a WIAC Player of the Year, Michelle Bernsey. Can I call you Bernsey? <laughs> That's what they called me, yeah. <laughs> so Michelle Burns O'Connell and Casey Lifesgang, ladies, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's, it's wonderful. And I know, so we had the Hall of Fame banquet last night. Kind of just touching on that. How cool was that? Was, was your kind of your first time being back on campus or in a while, or just kind of see 
you know, goes who, who competed during your times as well, being back, you know, on campus and, and kind of seeing the rest of the, the Hall of Famers? Um, I think last night was super special because it was an all-female um, class of athletes, and so that was pretty special. I've been back on campus a few times. Um, my parents still live in Eau Claire, so we make it down here, but um, just having everybody down there surrounding us, the, the girls we played with, and it was an awesome night. Yeah, fully agree. So I was here last year um, for the ceremony as Mal McKinney, one of my former teammates, was inducted in last year's class. And so that was actually kind of cool to be able to see as it, not a preview, if you will, but just to be able to see how it, how the, the tradition carries through and just the amount of support that continues to go through the university, the athletics department. It's, like Michelle said, such a special event. And then I think it's cool for the two of us, having played in the same years, followed each other's teams compete, um, ran with, you know, same group of friends we were kind of chatting about. So it's cool, too, to have, like, a reunion of sorts to be able to catch up with, with people as well. Right. And it was cool when I was texting you, Casey. I, I had asked, you know, for anybody else you, you know, you think would, would hop on with us. And you immediately were like, Bernsey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Michelle, right away. Yeah. So it's, yep. it's kind of cool, especially with you two playing two different sports. Casey playing softball, basketball for you, Michelle. Um, kind of sidetracking here a little yeah. bit. I see you up at the line. Yeah, yeah. Have you been back to Galine? I haven't been back to Galine in particular, but um, having played up there, so having played up there, I have a, a six-year-old niece, and so to be able to show her all of this stuff is just so cool. And so she wanted to see where I played, and so Coach and Robin kind enough to to um, open the field, and so she got to run around and experience it. And I think the nostalgia, obviously, still absolutely exists, and I'm sure Michelle for you with with Zorn, but being able to be here and see the wooden scoreboard and again there's just that nostalgic factor that comes into it I'm my heart is torn about Zorn because that was our home and that's just where everything happened um, I know the new the new Santeg is going to be fabulous for the university for the town of Eau Claire but yeah I it breaks my heart a little bit that Zorn's going so it is it is one of those things where, where it's historic but it's almost like it's, it's time uh, it, it, it is time, time. I know it needs a lot of work, so but still, that that was our home. So, kind of diving into both of your careers, um, Casey, you were on the LYX Centennial team, All American, Michelle Lag Player of the Year, thousand points. How special was that a thousand point game? So it actually happened over in River Falls, and it was it was a cool night. And River Falls, their athletic department did a little ceremony afterwards. So, like, shout out to them for having that. Um, um, not on our home court, but doing that for me. And then they presented the, my 1,000-point ball to me um, back in Eau Claire here on our next game. So it, it was special just because lots of family and friends around for that event and that, that moment. So, And then for you, Casey, um, you know, multiple records, uh, record books. You know, kind of not to get too sappy on, on you, <laughs> but like, Good. Those last couple of games, senior year. Yeah. Well, what did that team kind of kind of mean to you? Kind of just to cap it all off. You get, you get put yourself in a position, especially as I would say a Division three athlete, as this is it, right? You're not going to go play professionally necessarily. So it's this thought process of you you have this last opportunity to go make the most of it, figure something out, and so. For us, and when we took a step backward from from getting to nationals, we didn't even win our conference tournament. We finished third. We finished third in the regular season, third at conference tournament. So <clears throat> theoretically, we thought we were done at that point. And so for us to get the at-large bid to go into it, it was almost just like this re-energized approach of, okay, we have a second chance and it's the last second chance we're going to get to right. go to go do something with it. And you know, the stars align, luck was on our side. You can use all the different analogies or whatever you want, the, the platitudes. But for us, it was just everything worked. Everything made sense because I think, again, there was that re-energized moment of we shouldn't have had this opportunity and now you have it. So go make the most of it because this is truly it. Right. Yeah. I think that's one of the, the cool things. I mean, even, even nowadays, it's, you know, you're not really out of it until a long way. You're truly, you know, truly out mm-hmm. of it. I was talking with their volleyball staff last night and, you know, they're sitting in a tough position right now and, you know, they kind of look at the schedule. And like, it's it's not truly over. I mean, especially right. with that conference tournament, you always can right. you know make that late late push and, and get mm-hmm. to it. And then, especially with the at large bids, we've seen some, some little teams you know the past couple of years capture that and kind of make some noise going on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the the cool thing with with Eau Claire is to me, there's kind of two factors that come into it. One is the WIAC is an absolute gauntlet, right? So you if you get past the tournament, if you get into regional play, national play. 
you're not going to see much better competition or very similar in terms of the level of talent, competitiveness, those sorts of things. And so I think the preparation that you have just being in this conference sets you apart from, from day one. Um, the other piece of it too, when you look at, even since Michelle and I have graduated, the tradition of winning that comes into play. So you think of from a recruiting standpoint, you think of the expectations that are already set before a, a student athlete even comes on campus. You know what you sign up for when you come to play here. You expect to win. You're going to work to win, but you expect it. It's part of the tradition. And so you think about all those different factors that come into it. And I think it just, it's, it works out the way it does because of, of the, the conditions, I guess, of the environment that's already created. Right. And a big part of that, I, I think, is, you know, our, our coaches obviously winning equals job security a lot. But a lot of our coaches are, you know, they might have different coaching styles, but one thing is true. It's that tradition, like you said, of excellence. And, you know, empowering the student athletes, I think that's why you, you see so many veteran coaches on our staff having so much success. And that's the reason I came to Eau Claire, too. Number one, to play for my, my, my family in front of them. But we went out and, like, the competition, like Casey said, we went out and beat D1 teams. I mean, so you can play in a, a small-town situation, but go out and play the best and beat the best, too. Right, right. NCAA games for you. So my senior year, we made it into the tournament. Um, we were down in Simpson, I believe, um, won our first game, and then ended up losing our second game. So, it, And again, it's just one of those things where it's it's just that, I don't know what it is about this place, but it always seems, I mean, I'll, I'll mention another team, like men's soccer. Like We didn't have it when you guys were here yeah. in school, but yeah. they were kind of on a roll, and tough loss last night, but... It's not. It's not truly over until you know. Until you get the selection show, and yeah. it's and, uh, and it's you know. Of course, you don't hear your name. Right, and that was a that was another thing. The selection, like we sat as a team and waited for our name to be called our senior year. So that was just another special moment. Did they, did they give you a little heads up on whether you were in or not. Um, I I think we kind of had the feeling we were in. Um, but no, we had no idea. For you, that at large bid. <laughs> The at-large bid, we didn't think there was a possibility. And it was funny because we were, I was chatting with Coach Brody last night at the, the banquet. And it was, the we, like I said, we lost the conference tournament. So we we thought we did the tears, the whole, it's over, it's done. And she's like, I guess we'll see. You know, we'll find out tomorrow. I'll text you guys either way. And I told her I laughed because I'll vividly remember this of I'm I'm sleeping. I, get an, I hear my phone ring or a notification I see. We're in practice tomorrow. And I'm like, thank <laughs> God, right? I just said, thank God. I rolled back over, went back to bed. I'm like, okay, let's go, well, right? There, there yeah. truly would be like two responses to seeing that text and say, let's go. We're, yeah. we're still in this or uh, really? I, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I no. thought I could sleep yeah. in the rest of the week. Yeah, like, no, no, no. It was, yeah, it was like, it was a sleep now because tomorrow the work starts up again and now yeah. we're going, right? right? Now it's on. And so, again, it was just that re-energized situation and then, even just, I, I kind of go back to my earlier comments about the WIAC and the prep that was had. So we ended up playing Whitewater in nationals, right? So you had, and theoretically, we could have had upwards of four teams if there would have been enough at-large bids get to nationals. And so we were the last game of the first day of the tournament. And I just remember we sat there and the four, our, the four seniors, we sat and we watched every single game. And we looked around and we're like, we can beat every single one of these teams. It wasn't an arrogance. It wasn't anything. It was just simply knowing because we watched them play and we're like, we haven't seen better than what we've already played in the conference, right? So, yeah, it's a whole different ball. And game. that's, I mean, and to your point, like you said earlier, like the wags of gauntlet, it's a gauntlet for any sport. It doesn't matter if it's oh, basketball, softball, football, like hockey. It's, it's, again, I will die on this hill. It's the best conference <laughs> in the yes. nation for D3 sports. Anybody can win any night. Yes. It's, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> right. And, and that's one of the things where, you know, not too many people, you know, might. Might agree with me on that, but it, it's it, it is true because I mean it doesn't matter whether you're ranked or not. Like any team in this conference can win any 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 day. Right. So um, kind of switching switching gears a little bit. Uh, two wonderful coaches you both have uh, or had favorite memories. Oh boy! Don't need to throw anybody under the bus. Oh. If you don't want to. I know oh, I'm kind of putting you both on the spot. Do you have one that you can think of? I don't think I, I don't think I have one in particular. Maybe it's more so just the the thread that's been when the longevity and the thread that's been carried through, right? So 
Michelle and I are fortunate to, you mentioned the veteran coaches. We have two of the most tenured coaches on campus right. in terms of Coach Huntington and Coach England. Speaks volumes about what they've done, about the presence that they have, about the way, the way that they've been able to recruit, all of those sorts of things. But so I would say I have multiple really great memories. But I think just the fact that, like today, I can pick up the phone, I can send a text, and it's an immediate response. What, what are you up to? What's going on? How are you? How can we help? And it's reciprocal. Right. It's establishing that relationship, establishing establishing that that bond as kind of like a secondary parent in a lot of ways that, you know, 15 years removed, I can still pick up the phone and call coach, call Robin. And it's an immediate. What do you need? How can I help you? And again, vice versa. So part of part of that is, you know, you might not be donating a jersey anymore, but you're still, you know, as much as part of the team as any rookie coming in. Yeah. And it's the it's the alumni factor. Right. Of. There's a continuous thread. There's a continuous contact point, be it through social media, through the alumni email channels, whatever that is. But I think I mentioned this in my comments last night, but there's such a reverence that's paid to the tradition, to understanding where you came from and why you came from there. And it can get lost sometimes because we're in such a like a quick satisfaction, like by the minute things change type of life and society now with, with social media, 24 hour news, like all these things, you kind of lose track. I think sometimes of the, the historical importance and significance, but that all matters. Right. And so for us to be able to come back and you see, like, I haven't seen Michelle since probably we graduated, right? but you can just pick up where you left off of. It's great to see you. How are you, your family, you're maybe friends on social media, but there's again, that, that bond that's kind of established of this is where we came from. And so you're always going to be tied together in a, in a really good way. So I think some of my favorite memories, um, coach, we did a lot of community service and we did a lot of camps with for the little girls. And those are some of my favorite, favorite times playing and coach just always, we had a lot of responsibility to be a role model for those young girls. And, um, that was huge on her, her list. So I think that has brought, um, has gone into my everyday life now where, I coach and all these things that I've learned from coach and the life skills and everything. I try to, I try to um, now teach the, the kids that I teach in school and, and coach. So I will also say, I mean, coach had some pretty, pretty darn good Halloween parties <laughs> at her house where we'd all dress up as a team. Awesome. I'll throw this one out here. Sorry, coach. <laughs> one day it was before a huge game and she was still in her office and um, we decided to uh, start playing a game of lightning in Zorn and the, uh, the news was there and they started taping us and coach was not overly pleased with us that oh, no. uh, we, <laughs> oh, no. we were going to be playing shown playing lightning before a huge oh, yeah. game in well, Zorn. Well, checking out the Blue Girls before they're making, <laughs> yeah. uh, they are playing, uh, they're playing recess games yeah, yeah, yep, inside we, Zorn. And we were loving it, but uh, maybe awesome. not without the, the right. media there. Right. Are there things that you see, um, like now with Coach England and Coach Huntington, whether it's, you know, pregame or just like day-to-day stuff, um, you know, via social media or anything that they that they did back when you guys played? I, I think Coach um, is very similar to when we played, but I also think just the times, I think the athletes are different. Yes. I mean, just a different um, group. And so I think you have to adjust to the athletes that you have. I mean – I was joking with coach one day. I was like, how many times do they have to run the hill this year, coach? <laughs> yeah. She's like, mm, yeah, we don't yes. do that anymore. Yes. Like, yes. so, I mean, I think, I think just adjusting, she's still the intense, enthusiastic coach that she was when we had her, but I think it's just adjusting to those athletes. Fully agree. I think the, yeah, the evolution, or maybe in <laughs> right. some ways the de-evolution, if that's the right word that's of, right. of how the, yeah, the recruiting process works. And I think there's just, feels like there's a lot more external factors that they need to account for. And now I won't speak on, on the, the day-to-day logistics because I'm not aware of, of what that looks like. But I think, you know, to, to Michelle's point, the amount of adjusting and, and evolving, it's almost similar to like, I'm sure, adjusting in in-game strategy, right? You come in with a game plan, you come in with a, a scouting report, but you adjust on the fly as you start to see things develop. And I think I'd venture to guess it's pretty similar in that way of understanding how student athletes communicate, right? I'm assuming we got phone calls. I literally picked up my, the home phone off the wall to talk to coach, yeah. right? Versus now I'm sure she texts yeah. or tweets or, you know, DMs on Instagram, right? So just, yeah, th- even just those little nuances of communication styles are probably very, very different. 
similar to how we all communicate differently, right? right? So I think probably just that type of adjusting and understanding even just consumption preferences is probably pretty important. What would you, both of you, again, putting you on the spot here, that's how we kind of do things. <laughs> yeah. um, one piece of advice for Blue Gold athletes, uh, that, something that you might have learned from, you know, one of the coaches or just learned within your time being a Blue Gold, just one piece of advice, um, whether it's, you know, athletic accomplishments or, you know, just making it through college and into the real world. I think my biggest piece of advice is don't take anything for granted. It's going to be one done one day, and you don't know when that day is, um, and you're going to miss it. Um, the memories and being on the court with your friends, and I, I wish, I wish I could still play at the level I once played at, and I try at practices, and but we're has-beens now, and I, <laughs> I. I wish that I could have this experience again. So don't take anything for granted. Yeah, I think show up. Right, show up mentally, show up emotionally, physically, all of those things, but just show up. Because just like Michelle said, this is such a fleeting moment in time. And it's such a weird part in your life too. I think you're 18 to 22. And you're just, you're dealing with so many different things because you're an adult, but you're not really an adult. And you're an athlete, but you have all these other obligations and different things and you're pulled in all of these different directions. So just show up, show up, be present, work really, really, really freaking hard, yes. <laughs> be, be a good teammate, all those sorts of things, because you think of the transferable skills that have come out of this, the four years that we were here, well, five for me, but the four <laughs> years of competing were such a transformational time in your life for so many different reasons. But now I think of the transferable skills and opportunities that I've had, even just saying, I graduated from the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, and I was a student athlete that immediately draws people's attention, catches people's eye. They want to know more. They, uh, they automatically then assume and put co positive connotations and attachments to you before you even can open your mouth in some instances, well, right? And the crazy thing to that is not only are people being like invested in it, yeah. but you might meet some people, you might meet people no matter where it is. Absolutely, I years yeah. Ago, we were in the airport down in Florida with softball, and we were, the, girl, uh, the team was all wearing their jackets and everything. Yeah. This guy comes over and goes, "Are you guys with the Blue Golds?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's the Blue Golds." Yeah, it's like my niece goes there. It's like cool. We're in Orlando. Like, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I, I think that's 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 the like, part of it is that it's such. I mean, not to say we're you know to the D1 level where you can pick it out, so, mm -hmm. you know, pick our logo out, but like there's so many people spread you know across the country that it is cool and the chances you can run into those people and you have that common connection of excellence and right and, and what the logo means it's in a lot of ways to me it's compared it's it's similar to so i work for i work for a wisconsin-based company but we're a global company and the one thing that we always say is there's this midwest nice mentality and i think it's very similar with this university is it's it's a small town feel but so you get those attachments, you get people emotionally and, and uh, attached to and excited about what's happening on the campus, be it academically, athletically, the band getting ready over here, right? There's, there's just a, there's an excitement around it. And I think that that's special. So to your point, we're not Alabama, we're not Florida, we're not a huge D1 program. And we don't want to be. We don't need to be. No. We don't need to be. When you think of all the great things that have happened and the, the reports coming out of best in class and Forbes list of all the things at the university, it's candidly, I didn't come here for the academics. I came here for the athletics. But when I think about what what came out of it is unbelievable. Right. Yeah. I One thing as a teacher, and like you talk about, you came for the, I mean, we wanted to play sports right, in college. Right. But as a senior, I also won the scholar athlete. Yes. And so now... As a teacher, where my kids will say, well, I didn't have time to do my homework last night, like, because I had a football game. Like, no, guys, you're a student athlete, and the student comes first. Like, I, in college, was a student athlete and was able to get my school done and still be a successful athlete. So I've that's been transferred into my everyday life. So we'll, it was great. It's been a great talk with you two. We're going to wrap up like we usually do with all, our, all of our interviews. Uh, do a little bit of a lightning round, kind of just basic fun, fun questions. Um, we'll start with you, Michelle. Um, favorite book? Oh God, I honestly don't read. Um, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't, I don't read. I do podcasts. Like, okay, like, um, not gonna go well. So I'm a math person. Um, I will tell you one of our 
one of our PD things for school this year. We're reading the Energy Bus. Have you ever read the Energy Bus? No. It's about energy vampires and it, like driving your own bus and keeping the energy vampires out of your life. And so it's just like a very positive. So I'm into that one right now, and that's probably the first book I've read in a long time, to be honest. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm just not even going to lie. I don't have a favorite book. Um, I'm definitely more of a podcast person. So um, this will become my new podcast, maybe a new favorite. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, I'll, I'll listen to anything from politics. So I really enjoy Pod Save America, if anybody knows that one. I enjoy the Pat McAfee show if I need just a, a mental break. Um, but yeah, I'm not a huge book person. Sorry. Don't worry. You've, not, not, you've gotten that answer before. So you're not, so you're not alone in that oh, one. Oh, man. Um, you streaming nowadays or, or watching uh if you, if you do watch tv um anything anything keeping you up late at night binge watching so i yeah i mean there's a handful of things that i'll watch in rotation um it's pretty random so i've i've started to watch queen of the south which is about a mexican drug cartel <laughs> um so i've got that i've got that going um the blacklist has been pretty good yeah, highly recommend that one. The Bear, I finally have gotten around to starting season two. Oh, okay. That's a great one. Um, I'll, I'll jump all over the place, but yeah. I, unfortunately, am a reality TV junkie. Yes. Um, I love my Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> I love Love is Blind. Yes. <laughs> like I'm just a reality TV. I don't have much time to watch TV, but yeah, yeah. if it's if anything, it's reality TV. There you go. <laughs> um, favorite food and i'm going to expand on that okay. what's your go-to pre-game meal i don't know if i had a go-to pre-game meal i would say post-game meal i remember putting frozen pizzas in the oven we'd all have our own pizza and <laughs> douse it with ranch and then eat our own pizza perfect recovery yes <laughs> exactly exactly i was gonna say favorite food i maybe i I like Thai. Thai cuisine, Thai food is, is definitely my go-to right now. In terms of a pregame meal, I'm just trying to remember um, my pregame meal. I think like it was always nice when, so Tessa Pekka, who's a local, uh, we were talking about it. Her mom would make this ch chicken tetrazzini. <gasps> she did that for high school too. Yes. Oh my gosh. So yeah. we were asking her, do you still make it? She goes, yeah, now it's called chicken tessazzini. <laughs> so I got to give, I got to give Tessa and Rita Pekka a shout out. Yes. <laughs> uh, favorite music? I'll listen to a little bit of everything, to be honest with you. So I'll go. I really like Childish Gambino. I love J. Cole. I'll listen. I love Johnny Swim, which is a little bit more like folk. So I'll listen to a little bit of everything. Brandi Carlisle, just saw her in concert at Red Rocks. was unbelievable. I'm a little bit of everywhere. It just kind of depends on the mood. And country. That's all <laughs> I listen to. Yep. <laughs> Boring. My my husband likes to make fun of me. Like he'll pull some of these old songs. He's like, "You don't know what this is. Like you didn't listen to this when you like were working out." I was like, "No, I didn't listen to music. I listened to country, that's and that's awesome. it." Going through college as a student athlete, who would you say your biggest like role model or, or mentor was? I would say maybe maybe most influential would probably be my parents. Just thinking about we we and we both commented on it was cool because the the um, all the Hall of Famers yesterday had reference to their parents. But I think just the amount of time that they put in and energy and effort and and sacrifices that they made just to see us happy and compete and get excited about it. I think you just wanted to do well for them, if that makes sense. So I would say that definitely that, that, uh, that factor. And then generally speaking, just growing up in a family that loved sports, you just wanted to do well and get excited about it with them. Yep. I would, I would agree with that. My parents are probably my biggest role model supporters, um, from the, from fifth grade on, um, I had a very influential um, middle school coach, Dick Wink, and he really instilled the love of the game for me. And then my high school coach, um, Dan Sipple, and he, I mean, he just loved the game and loved his athletes. And so, like you said, you just want to do well for those people yes. in your lives. And then, obviously, coach um, was a huge supporter and very influential in my, my career. Awesome. We're going to kind of wrap it up here so we want you to get back to tailgate facilities before kickoff. <laughs> Um, I know we kind of touched on favorite coaching memories, but do you have like an overall favorite Google sports, Google basketball, Google softball memory? One that you just right away just 
gets the good feels? I think for me, it was seeing the softball team in our stands at Zorn, going to watch the, the volleyball team play and all of us together, going to the softball field to watch and just supporting each other. Yeah, fully agree on that. The, it was a really cool relationship that was built between our, our teams and just having really good teams to go watch and get yes. excited about was always cool. I mean, for me as well, personally, it was watching Jill Janke, now Jill Millis, her home run go over right field to win nationals, right? That game winner. And, that was it. And she'll never tell you that she did it. She <laughs> never. 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 I, I, I said it in 2008 after we won nationals. I say it today and I will always say it. Jill Janke was, is and was the hardest working teammate I have ever had. She put herself behind everyone else but she worked harder than anyone I've ever met. And so for her, it was so fitting for her to be the one to send it over the fence and to watch her come around home and everybody mob her and her parents and her, her brothers and her sister are in the stands and they are losing their minds. Right. But yeah, she will never, never be the one to say anything good about herself, but that's what makes Jill Jill. And that's what makes 100%. her so special. Right. And Jill is, is our former sports coach. Right. My, my boss. Yes. You know, I fell in, she helped me fall in love with this, you know, this awesome. atmosphere and everything. I actually came to her to be a cop. No kidding. I kind of blame her for the, for the career change. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, I mean, it, it took, gosh, it had to be four or five months before meeting her until, until Coach Rob was like, did you know, like, isn't that funny? She's a national champion and, like, she's the reason, like, yeah. everybody's got a ring. And, exactly. And, you know, Pounded one over yes. the right field fence. She had the the pitcher from Whitewater. She hung a change up, and Jill just sent it immediately. It, yeah, I, that's that's Jill, and that's <laughs> that's how she was raised. That's how her family is. They show up, they show out, and they just do it because that's that's the way it should be done, right? It's Shout awesome, absolutely, <laughs> all day. All right, well, ladies, once again, congratulations on your inductions. Thank into you. The World Hall of Fame. Thank Thanks you for joining us today. We'll yeah, senior round, um, and that'll do it for us. Enjoy awesome. the rest of your afternoon. Thank, Thank you. you. Good stuff there from Nick and our newly minted Hall of Famers for the Blue Golds. Big thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Rolling with the Golds podcast. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Rolling with the Golds podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms. And while you are there, give it a good review and a five-star rating so others can find the podcast. And remember, we drop new episodes every Thursday morning. For Nick Hoven... I'm Dan Casper. We will talk to you on the next episode of Rollin' with the Golds.